0: Hey there, welcome to Mosaic Midweek. These videos are designed to help you grow spiritually and to help you follow Jesus. Before we dive into tonight's teaching, I just want to talk real quick about what's going on this coming Sunday. We are celebrating five years as a church. Man, It's hard to believe that our church is five years old now. We're getting ready to head to kindergarten as a church. But we are going to celebrate this Sunday. And so we want you to be there and join with us either in person or online. We'd love to have you join us on our online service at live.mymosaicchurch.com or at Osseo Senior High at 10 a.m. We're going to have a... Awesome worship service designed for both kids and adults at 10 a.m. And then at 11 o'clock, we're going to head outside for some bounce houses. We're going to have some face painters, going to have some prepackaged pizza, donuts, as well as a fun photo booth. It's going to be just a great time to be together outside, just having fun uh, with one another. And so we want to see you there. But also, not only are we going to celebrate and have some fun, we want to serve others because we're here for good, right? We are here for good to make a difference. And so uh, we are collecting non-perishable food items for Cross Services, which is up in Rogers, a wonderful organization. And uh, we'd love to invite you to bring a donation this Sunday Uh, If you cannot bring a donation, you can also give online on our website, mymosaicchurch.com. Just select the Kingdom Builders tab uh, instead of the general budget, and then that evening we'll be presenting a check to Cross Food Services along with our um, non-perishable food donations. So that is this Sunday at 10 a.m. We're going to be celebrating. It's going to be so much fun. We hope to see you there. All right, let's dive into tonight's. Teaching Now, uh, if you've been journeying at all with us on this series, we've been talking about Jesus followers. And we said that Jesus is both teacher and Lord. And as our teacher, he has a yoke. And we say we want to take his, his yoke upon us. And this is just simply his way of, of, of living with marriage and divorce and sex and money and, and dealing with hurt feelings and all these things. It's his system of teachings, his way of doing life. And so we want to take that upon us and learn from Jesus. He also has apprentices, Talmudim, or disciples. And we said, you know, we want to be his followers. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi as you walk so closely behind him. And so as followers of Jesus, we want to orient our life around, you know, three big purposes. Number one, to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and then do the things that Jesus did. We want to be, become, and do. Be, become, and do. And so in the first week, we talked about how do we be with Jesus? Uh, John 15 says that that he is the vine, we are the branches. And so we want to abide in him, want to be connected to his life source. How do we uh, become like Jesus? Well, the spiritual practices are one of the primary ways that we can become like Jesus. We said just like uh, a vine needs to have a trellis to this frame that it grows on top of as it's plugged into a vine, in the same way the spiritual practices help us to become like Jesus. We've talked about how we just can't have unintentional spiritual formation. We need to have intentional spiritual formation. And instead of letting our environment around us, which is social media, uh, YouTube, um, our city, uh, wherever we might live, be the dominant influence in our life, we want the Holy Spirit to be the dominant influence in our lives. That will help us to have spiritual transformation to become like Jesus. And then last week we talked about, well, how do we do the things that Jesus did? So we looked at this long list of about, about 10 things that, that Jesus did as he preached the gospel and and teach the way and cast out demons and healed the sick and, and brought peace and confronted political and religious corruption. And those are the things that we want to do. Now, I hope I gave you a good challenge on Sunday morning and you're like, yeah, I want to do the things that Jesus did. But... If you're feeling a little overwhelmed and not so empowered, tonight's teaching, I just want to talk about some practical steps on how to move from feeling so overwhelmed on doing the things that Jesus did to uh, feeling more empowered. The first thing is to just know your stage of discipleship and stage of life. Just know your stage of discipleship, stage of life. Maybe you are a new follower of Jesus, and you're just exploring all these things. Like, you're not expected to do all the things that Jesus did right away. Jesus expects it's going to take decades of following him to become like him, and that's totally okay. You also need to know your stage of life. You, maybe you're a mom with young kids, and the best thing you can do is just take, you know, 30 seconds for yourself in the bathroom with the bathroom door locked to meet with Jesus, to say a quick prayer. If that's all that you can do, that's okay. So the first thing is just to know the stage of discipleship and season of life. Now. There's some of you who've been walking with Jesus for a long time, maybe decades. and your season of life, you do have more free time. But maybe you fill it with more work, fantasy football, uh, browsing Pinterest, Instagram, whatever that might be. And my challenge is in the same way that, you know, for those who are in a season of life where things are just kind of crazy, and hey, you, but all you can do is just kind of get your head out of the water. Some of you, you need to get a little more intentional and to understand that, hey, It's time to buckle up. We've been talking that grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. And so we don't have to earn our salvation or favor or our place in the family of God. That is secure through Jesus on the cross. But grace is not opposed to effort. We need to put some effort into this. We need to be intentional. We need to have a plan on how we're going to become like Jesus. Number two. Don't underestimate the power of just practicing the way of Jesus in community. Don't underestimate the power of practicing the way of Jesus in community. Here's what 1 Peter 2, verse 11 through 12 says Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds. And glorify God on the day of visitation. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, wrote this letter saying that to uh, just practice the way of Jesus, living with radical generosity and hospitality, acceptance of others, serving one another, uh, you know, telling the truth, looking out for the most vulnerable and least of these, using our positions of power to benefit others, not just for ourselves. And as we practice the way of Jesus, as as we don't live a hurried life, as as we have, you know, just God's peace exude out of us, and as we are bringers of hope wherever we go, there is power in that. And and, and to just recognize that God works in, in us as we practice the way of Jesus together in community. Here's what Dallas Willard says. There is a special evangelistic work to be done, of course and there are special callings to it. But if those churches really are enjoying fullness of life, evangelism will be unstoppable and largely automatic. The local assembly, for its part, can then become an academy where people throng from the surrounding community to learn how to live. It will be a school of life. For a disciple is but a pupil, a student, where all aspects of that life seen in the New Testament records are practiced and mastered under those who have themselves mastered them through practice. Only by taking this as our immediate goal can we intend to carry out the Great Commission. Dallas Willard. He's saying that if we live out the ways of Jesus and show love and hospitality and truth speaking and we work out our conflict together and and, and we show generosity and and loving others, that people are going to come and say, teach us this way of life. How do you live with such a baseline of peace? How do you have love for people that are different from you, who vote differently than you, who live in a different city than you, from a different racial or socioeconomic background? How are you able to bring hope into what seems like hopeless situations? And the church becomes an academy where people can learn the ways of Jesus. And then third, just start with the basics. Eat with people far from God. Just eat with people far from God. You know, Luke 19.10 tells us, what did Jesus do? It says, the Son of Man came to seek and serve the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and serve the lost, Luke 19.10. And how did Jesus do it? Luke 7.34, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. The Son of Man came eating and drinking. I love that that one of Jesus' strategies for reaching people far from God was simply to eat with them. When Jesus called Matthew, who was a tax collector, to come follow him, what did he do? He threw a party. See, tax collectors in those days were hated individuals. Matthew's tax booth actually was by the Sea of Galilee, and most likely he collected taxes from fishermen. So he probably collected taxes from Andrew, Peter, James, and John. And what were these taxes for? They were to fund the occupying empire's army. So picture it as collecting funds to you know, house stormtroopers for the evil empire, if you're thinking of Star Wars. Like, that's what Matthew did. And Jesus says, hey, you, Matthew, Levi, come follow me. And Matthew's like, what? He's like, I'm going to your house tonight for dinner. So Jesus goes to his house, and Matthew has a radical heart transformation, and Jesus is like, hey, bring all your buddies with you too, and you know, you got some water, I'm going to turn it into wine, get some food, we'll have some, you know, some lamb, and some kebabs, and we're going to hang out, and have some music, and and, and just show life, and love, and acceptance. And that is one of Jesus's primary ways of reaching people far from God, is to just simply sit down and have a meal with them because something sacred happens when we sit down with someone, we we listen to their story and we we share a meal together. I want to encourage you, just one way you can practice doing the things that Jesus did is, you know, invite a neighbor over, maybe who isn't a follower of Jesus, just into your home, share a meal. Yeah, just you know, maybe there's a coworker and and, and you're you're gonna have lunch with them, you know, meet someone for breakfast, just sit down with someone who's far from God and just share a meal listen to their story, and then tell your story. You know, maybe how Jesus has changed your life. That's one of the things we can do is just start with the basics. Eat with people who are far from God. Well, hopefully those three things help you uh, on your journey of doing the things that Jesus did and and moving from feeling so overwhelmed to empowered. Just number one, know your stage of discipleship. Know your stage of life. Uh, Don't beat yourself up. Maybe challenge yourself if if you know that you are on a stage of life where, man, I've been coasting for a little bit. Number two, don't underestimate the practice, and the power of practicing the way of Jesus in community. As we practice these ways of Jesus together in community, that will impact our community and our world around us. And third, just start with the basics. Eat with people far from God. That's one way that you can just throw a party, have a few friends over, you know, uh, go out to Buffalo Wild Wings with your neighbor, you know, watch football. Uh, Just start to have that relationship as you show them love and kindness and you want to know their story for who they are as a valuable, loved child of God whose soul is going to spend eternity somewhere. This week, how can you do the things that Jesus did as we follow our rabbi and our teacher? Well, have a great week and I hope to see you this Sunday as we celebrate our fifth anniversary.